So do you wake up between the hours of 10 to 2 or 2 to 6? And they'll give me a response. I'll say, if you wake up between the hours of 10 to 2, we've got a blood sugar handling issue. If you wake up between the hours of 2 to 6, this is more of a neurological neurotransmitter stress issue. This is more of a hormonal brain issue. Okay. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Barrett. I'm a board-certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in functional nutrition. We can't wait to add value to your health as well as the health of your family. Thanks for listening in to The Real Health Podcast. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, do me a favor. If you like this episode and you like hearing from Dr. B, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram. We're really trying to get this health movement out. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. This is your host Lane. We've got a a phenomenal episode. We're actually recording this in the middle of the day, so it's not going to be early. So you may hear a little, you you may get a little little more energy from us. And what else you're going to get is the beautiful sound of rain dripping on a steel building. So it has not stopped for days. It's not stopped for days. And (laughs) actually, do have a question about? uh, that that you don't know that I'm going to ask you. But if you're listening to this episode and you hear the faint noise of a winter rain, then you know that it's raining here in Knoxville. And it's been raining here in Knoxville some, for some quite some time. It can be relaxing. It you may fall asleep this episode. <laughs> My question for you, Uh-oh. you didn't know this was coming, but I it's simple. I don't simple. like question. No, it's I fine. never get these. Patients never ask these. Is seasonal depression real? Oh, yeah, very real. And uh, we see it as a hormonal uh, a hormonal drop. So it's very real. And one of the most important things to look at is, of course, what we call vitamin D, which is not a vitamin. It is a pro-hormone. So looking at vitamin D and see what your levels are pre-winter is very important. It's all about planning for the winter time. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, we've talked about it on episodes too. It's not you can't. If you're just trying to do it in the middle of winter, then it may be a little bit hard. You've got to plan it. Yeah, and you can also use um, certain light bulbs that emit mm. natural sunlight. That's very important, especially on days like this that's consistently dreary, overcast. Or if you live in a region where it's consistently overcast, there are higher levels of anxiety and depression. So using those natural sunlight bulbs are also great ways of supporting a healthy circadian rhythm and helping fight seasonal depression. People that are listening to this right now are wondering, oh, Dr. Barrett, what are you? What bulb are you talking about? What, where can I get this bulb? You got one on handy? You got one idea that we could give the listeners, we could tag it in the, in the show? I've seen them before, but I want to get your opinion. So the one that um, I vetted was a, is actually a head lamp. So you put it around the brow. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. So you literally put it like this, like a visor. We're on a radio, we're on a microphone, so you're going to have to explain to people what you're doing you right now. put it right above your eyebrows like a visor, Okay, and it shines and it emits that blue light down into the eyes. And so um, anyway, that's the only one I vetted. And what's it called? I don't remember. I don't remember because I wasn't going to buy it. I didn't need it. But will we figure it out after the episode? Uh, we can. Okay, I would so- just recommend just getting a light bulb, though, because like, that's like a couple hundred dollars biohacker unnesessary a light bulb what do these people need to go to amazon oh, you, and find? yeah amazon just f- a full sun light bulb 
I mean, literally, you type that in, you'll find it. Got it. Okay. Whatever is going to make a plant grow is going to make make your eyes and <laughs> brain grow. <laughs> oh, that didn't uh, didn't realize we were going to go. But it, I mean, it, this this rain here in Knoxville. I know there's other people that listen to elsewhere, yeah. but we're having some some serious mm-hmm. um, dreary days. But you know, it's if you can get uh, a full. I, I've actually been. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is safe to say. I've been staring at my red light in the morning to wake me up, and I have found right. that that has helped a lot too. Yeah, that, that's one of the best things to do right when you wake up, for mm-hmm. sure, to help that set that circadian rhythm. Um, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Been jumping in a cold pool, staring at a red light, Yep, all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, just think about when the sun, Coffee when enema. you see a sun, uh, sun rise, one, you don't see, it's not bright, mm-hmm. right? It goes through a transition of, of red, orange to white. Well, make sure you go get your bulb. We're going to hop into the episode. If you hear the rain behind us, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Pillar of health. We're going to continue on that. We've done strength. We've done nutrition. And we've had some great feedback, some people that have shared the episode and that has added some significant value. And this next topic that we're going to speak to today is going to be sleep. And I will tell you this, um, this is one of my favorite topics to to really speak on because I, my opinion, um, I believe that sleep is one of the most important things that we all do. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say about sleep. So pillar of health, sleep, where do you want to start? And then what do you want to give the listeners? Sure. So again, we're laying the foundation of creating health and it's pointless to talk biohacking. It's pointless to talk nutrition supplementation or carnivore or vegan, plant-based, paleo, you know, okay. Get, if your sleep is jacked, you're, you're not sleeping well. You're not sleeping consistently. Um, we've got problems. And this is a major, um, what I would call, pillar in creating, creating, creating health from inside out. Um, we want to see some consistencies uh, with sleep that we can talk about um, where most sleep is disrupted, give you a couple tips, and then, and then kind of give you my Three uh, ten three two one zero formula to help sleep. Perfect. Um, where <clears throat> what do you feel like is the most important thing that we do start with in when people are listening to this when it comes to sleep? I mean, because I think that the whole adage of seven to eight hours of sleep is all you need. And I've always been curious when someone says seven to eight hours, mm-hmm. and it it that, that's got to change over time as you get older or you, as you're younger. I mean, that doesn't go for everybody. Yeah, it's it's going to give you the biggest broad net capture of what most people need. Mm-hmm. Kids need more. Adults as we age to a degree need a little less. So it's going to capture kind of your average population. Seven to eight hours is very important to be hitting. The first thing that I talk to patients about when I sit down in consultations, I ask them, how many hours a night are you sleeping? And so they say seven to eight. What's, what do you hear the most? Um, yeah, it ranges. Mm-hmm. Some, some are six, seven, eight. So it's not so much quantity until I probe the question. Do you wake up in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. Is it difficult for you to fall asleep? And these questions help us understand what's actually happening. Can they fall asleep? If they can't, then we've got to do some, ha- some, some healthy habits around sleep to support um, our bodies to shut down. If they're waking up in the middle of the night, for instance, 
if you wake up between the hours, if they say, I wake up in the middle of the night, I say, so do you wake up between the hours of 10 to 2 or 2 to 6? And they'll give me a response. I'll say, if you wake up between the hours of 10 to 2, we've got a blood sugar handling issue. If you wake up between the hours of 2 to 6, this is more of a neurological neurotransmitter stress issue. This is more of a hormonal brain issue. Okay. That's that actually... What you just said is something that's very important. I want you to say that again because people may go back and listen to it, but I want to hear that one more time because there, I didn't realize there were two different. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you're waking up earlier in the night, okay. we've got a blood sugar handling problem. Wow. This okay. is a number one sign of maybe prediabetes. Maybe you uh, didn't actually consume enough carbohydrates before bed because you're keto. Okay. Okay. That's a problem. Um Maybe it's a situation where you're not eating enough food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can be blood sugar imbalance, whether you're eating too little or eating too much. Mm-hmm. 10 to 2 is blood sugar regulation. 2 to 6, that longer term, like time under sleep, is more stress, cortisol, serotonin, dopamine, more neurotransmitter based. Okay. Okay. Then let me ask you that. Again, I love sleep, I'm fascinated with it. What if you are waking up in those windows because you have to pee? Does that count? Well, now we've got a we've got an issue because if you're going to sleep and you're waking up within the first couple hours, you have to go pee. Uh-huh. One, you're hydrating too late. You hydration should happen in the morning to midday. Okay, we shouldn't really need to hydrate later on in the in the day. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is if 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 you're not hydrating later and you're still having the now we got some incontinence problems. We have <laughs> we have some conversation to have about your pelvic floor. I'm laughing because I pee a lot. Uh-huh. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Okay. All right. Yep. Well it's uh, so Carrie Gandy is our pelvic floor coach. She can, she can help you. She can help you. Um, now naturally we should, you know, as there is a little bit of decrease in our uh, our bladder strength over time and and you know there there may be some once or twice as we age, uh, times that we get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom. So I wouldn't count those unless it's a high frequency situation. Can I ask you one more question? Who comes? Because I'm actually curious about okay. this. If you do drink a lot at night, okay. and your bladder is full, if you are good at sleeping and you uh, your body can rest. Will it tell your bladder that no, we'll pee in the morning, or will no matter what, you'll wake up? Like if I'm really yeah. good at sleeping, should I sleep through that? No. Okay. It depends on how you've trained it during the day. If you're a high frequency peer, you're going to be a high frequency peer at night. Okay. <laughs> so if you urinate fr- frequently, it doesn't matter. You're you're going to have a stronger neurological signal that is going to be uh, that's going to wake you up. So if you have a sensation of needing to urinate and you urinate during the day, mm-hmm. you are driving that sensation, that higher sensitivity at night. So like kids, when we're trying to help them uh, with bedwetting, we actually um, force them to, when they say, mom, dad, I have to go pee, we tell them, hey, we're going to set a five-minute timer mm-hmm. and you can't go pee until that five-minute timer's up. And then right before they got to go pee, you push on their bladder a little bit to kind of strengthen that brain bladder control. Mm -hmm. And then we try to increase that time domain, and we see this significantly help with bedwetting at night. 
So uh, high frequency in the day will equal high frequency at night. I hijacked it because I was curious about peeing in the middle of the night. Nice. So. Good questions. <laughs> okay. Continuing with sleep. The, 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 yeah, you broke it up. Seven to awesome. eight hours yeah. right, is ideal. But when we find ourselves having difficulty um, staying asleep, now we're dealing with blood sugar issues mm-hmm. or neurotransmitter problems. So the, 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 um, the other thing with sleep is we want to be going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. uh, Sleep consistently, um, timing, sleep timing that's consistently done um, when you go to sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time, helps significantly with what we call your sleep architecture, which is when you go through the rhythms of light to rim to deep to rim to light and that rotation of that rhythm of sleep that cycle, okay? We should have multiple cycles a night. When you are going to bed at 12 and then uh, 10 and then 9 and then 10.30, your body doesn't get into a circadian rhythm that's really established from the sun because we have so much uh, light pollution. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our circadian rhythm is so jacked. Helping your circadian rhythm out by going to sleep and waking up at the same time is very important. Mm. I let myself sleep in one day a week, um, and that to me is like my kind of Sabbath. <laughs> it's Party. nice, but the uh, every other day I'm waking up um, around the same time and going to sleep at the same time. I find when I have that one day that I do sleep longer than I usually do, I feel different. Yeah, I don't feel, uh-huh. and sometimes I, I, it's just weird. It's kind of like I don't. It, in essence, it, it seems good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep in, but I don't know what it is. is. Is there something to that? Oh, yeah, there is. Sometimes it's actually, hey, your body just needed that rest. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> with that more, you know, that, that longer sleep, it's putting your body in a little bit more of that recovery state. Mm-hmm. If you're waking up between the hours of 10 to 2, um, hey, maybe it's a blood sugar issue. Check your blood sugar levels. Um if you know you're not more on the diabetic side, then it's the best time to consume carbohydrates is nighttime. That's when we refeed. Most people are like, I don't consume carbs at night. I consume in the morning. That no, is, yeah, that's, yeah. protein and fats in the morning, carbs at night. It'll also help produce serotonin. Your carbohydrates will help serotonin production. That will help you stay asleep longer and get better, more restful sleep. If if you have gone through the day and you know your nutrition and you know that you have not had enough carbs and it's the nighttime, what are some good carbs that will induce serotonin? Yeah, uh, you're going to get starchy grains. So um, like rice is perfect. Is it oatmeal? Yeah. Yeah, oatmeal is great. Is that like, why overnight oats sometimes is a good thing? Yeah. Yep. So if you were to like for dessert, have a... Um, some oats with some blueberries. I was hoping like you'd say fantastic. a of ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, not going to say that. Um, so, yeah, rice, okay. uh, you know, a little bit more sweet potato, a little bit more white potato or whatever at, at, with your dinner, too, um, is great. A spoonful of honey is actually proven to help mm-hmm. as well. So take a tablespoon of honey. Um, my problem is I want chocolate before I go to bed. Chocolate's great, too. Or yeah. cookies. Yeah, and if you have a caffeine chocolate. sensitivity, obviously ca- chocolate will, will drive that. But overall, we're just trying to get some carbs in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's interesting because usually society will tell you, you know, don't eat carbs at night or don't eat carbs before you go to bed or, or right something like that. Yep. So those are some ways to start thinking about sleep. Um, the other thing before we get into this formula formula of okay. ten, ten three two one zero is what's your room temperature like? Mm, this is good because you really want to be sleeping in a colder environment, and here's why. Um, it's actually, if you do cold showers, it's best to do that at night because if you can cool your core temperature down quicker, um, then you'll get into deep sleep faster. So deep sleep is contingent upon how cold your room is. If it's too cold, you'll obviously be waking up a lot. Um, but if it's on the air of too cold, you'll get too much deep sleep and not enough REM sleep. So here's what this means. If you're not dreaming, you're not getting REM sleep. You may want to and you're already sleeping in a cold environment, let's maybe bump that temperature up one notch. If you are dreaming a ton, which means you're not getting into deep sleep, right? You need to bump that temperature down, get into deep, restful sleep. On a general kind of scale, 64, 65 degrees. Really? Is kind of where you want to be, yeah. Wow, okay. So Yeah, wow. Uh, that's about 65 and under. Um, I mean, have you ever been over somewhere and you do you sleep relatively cold <laughs> not that cold or you sleep really cold yeah love sleeping yeah cold. okay love sleeping cold you ever go to like a hotel or or maybe you go camping or something it's warm yeah, do you ever worst. sleep no it's no the, it's the worst it's the worst it's, it's the like worst. torture <laughs> it's you want to torture someone put them in a hot room and make them sleep it's the worst it ain't gonna happen no it's the worst pull me out of that situation as soon as possible I'll sleep naked with no covers mm -hmm. just to try to cool myself off mm. and then just, I don't know, put fans on or whatever. Wait. So <laughs> we, perception of cold. We, uh, we've been somewhere on vacation in a hot climate and the AC wasn't working very That's properly. That's and terrible. So we sorry. slept. Torture. We slept. I've never, we don't tell a lot of people this, this story, but we've, we, we had to sleep with cold cokes and diet cokes that came in the refrigerator oh, nice. from the room nice. on our our, our pressure point lymph yeah. notes so we would cool, cool down <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no sleeping I, i've definitely sleep cold but i didn't realize 64 65 um we've we we've not put it down okay well what if we're in the same what if people have children is that temperature the same because we're on the same um unit as yeah, our same. son yeah same really mm -hmm. Yep. What if the hands are freezing? Well, I'll go get him in the morning and his hands are freezing. Is that okay? Well, okay. Body temperature sensors, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what cools the body and what heats the body the quickest, is feet, mm -hmm. hands, mm -hmm. and face. So mm -hmm. those are going to be the coolest and the warmest areas on the body. When the body is cool, the hands will be cool. When the body is warm, the hands will be warm. So it's not a bad thing. Interesting. Okay. Now you want to get into this 10, 3. Yeah. So this is a kind of a... a so say right. that again, 10, 10, 10, 10 3, 2, 1, 0. 10, 3, 2, 1, 0. Um, so if we have talked about quantity, mm -hmm. quality of sleep, we talked about um, getting in the right rhythm of going to sleep and waking up at the same time. This is the kind of fourth piece with sleep. Okay. 10, 3, 2, 1, 0. So 10 hours before bed... No caffeine. Ah, okay. Okay. Caffeine has a has a half-life of, of seven, eight hours. So in general, we want to try to avoid caffeine. For me, my cutoff for caffeine is one to two o'clock. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so depending upon when you go to you go to bed, eight to ten hours before bed, you want to eliminate caffeine. Because again, if you consume caffeine at four or five, you're like, I didn't feel an effect. Well, you don't have to feel an effect for an effect to be happening within your body, mm. which is producing high stress hormones, cortisol production's happening. So it will affect your sleep sleep architecture. That's good. Ten hours. Got it. Okay. Three. No food two to th- I'm gonna say three hours before bed. So if you go to sleep at eight, we want to try to eat that meal at you know seven PM. If you go to bed at eight? Eight uh sorry. If you go to bed at ten, we want to try to eat that last meal by seven o'clock, three hours before Got it. Okay. we actually go to sleep. Okay. <clears throat> so th- the reason why is if you eat right before bed, um, all of your energy spent in digestion, your metabolism increases, and you'll be hot, warm, and you won't get into deep sleep. So your deep sleep significantly suffers um, when you eat too late. So that's your three-hour mark. Your two-hour mark is try to eliminate any stressors like work-related stressors two hours before bed. So don't do any projects. Use this time to rest and let the body shut down and settle. Again, we are not trying to stimulate our stress response before we go to bed. An hour, one hour before bedtime, we want to eliminate any artificial light, blue light, that could be disrupting our circadian rhythm. So TV, screens, and phones. I would say that one arguably is the one that fails the most. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one. And if you just shut, if you just shut off electronics mm-hmm. an hour, two hours before bed, you're going to get sleepy very quickly. Mm-hmm. Just try it. And you'll see that if you dim the lights down, eliminate blue light stimulation, within a few minutes, you're like, oh, man, I'm getting sleepy. You throw lights on, you throw the TV on, a sports game, Goodness gracious, your cortisol levels are through the roof. <laughs> you ain't going to sleep, so that's going to jack it up. And then zero. Zero times hit the snooze button. Ooh, and the snooze no. button, I tell you. That stinker. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem I have with my snooze button, which I hit. You I don't do. have one. I get up at 4 a.m. every morning. 4.12 this morning. Um, okay, my <laughs> Apple. It's a weird flex. But okay. It is a weird flex. I don't know if I'm proud of it or not, but anyway. Uh, my phone, Apple, mm-hmm. has a nine-minute snoozer. Really? Yeah, nine minutes. Okay, how'd they come up with nine minutes? One. Two, why don't they adjust the variability of it? I don't want to snooze for nine minutes. Why? Because if I hit twice, that's almost 20 minutes. Phenomenal. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> so I want like a sub-three-minute sub snooze. I just want to touch it just because I t- like to touch it and go back to sleep for that's a second. The- but that's enough time for me to get back into deep sleep. I'm KO'd. I'm going to wake up, going to hit it again. Uh-huh. I'm going to be in trouble. Yep. So anyway, no snoozing. No hit the snooze button. i tell you what really helped with this snooze button for, for me. Hatch. Yes. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that, didn't you? Oh, really? Yeah. I that, that's what's helped tremendously for me, too. Yeah, that red light kicks on, and you just slowly start to come awake. And then I usually have some birds chirping in the background. I have a yep. little birds chirping. I use the same one. I've done it a couple times. Chelsea, if you're listening to this, I've left it on too loud before. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> She's like, will you turn that along? It's not my time. It's your time to get up. <laughs> Shut that sucker off. That's exactly right. But no, the the hatch, if anyone that has not heard of that before, it is a... It mimics as close as it can a sunrise, so the light starts yep. 
10-ish minutes before, and it slowly builds, and it's it's so peaceful. I'm such a wonderful person in the morning. I get up, and I don't hit snooze. I haven't hit snooze in two years, and it's phenomenal. That's a lie. I do. Yeah, that's a total <laughs> lie. I'm a Malibu sunrise person. It's the one I put on. Ooh, Malibu. Okay. Malibu, yeah. Okay. So I feel like i am got my California vibes in the morning. Here you go. 10, 3, 2, 1, 0. 10 hours. Cough, no caffeine before. Three hours, no food. Three hours before that. Two, any stressors. One hour, no blue lights. Zero snooze. Perfect. What else you got? Man, besides that, increased carbohydrates. If you know you're a little bit nutritional depleted at night, uh, consistently waking up and going to sleep at the same time. And then, man, I think getting that seven to eight hours is, is the sweet spot. If you have any issues past those recommendations... Mm-hmm. Um, and your sleep architecture from like an aura ring or a whoop watch is yep. showing a little off, then I think that's when you have a consultation. Be like, hey, all right, I need help with this. Because you got to have sleep. You have to. I, you know what? I'll look at panels all the time, basic panels, and see immune-compromised individuals, right? Mm-hmm. White blood cell count super low. Mm-hmm. You know the number one cause of white blood cell count in, in, in clinical practice that I see? I'm probably going to say sleep. Yeah, lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. You will not heal if you do not sleep. It is essential for you to go through a healthy sleep architecture of light, rim, deep, rim, light, and the repetition of that through throughout the evening with no disruptions mm-hmm. for your immune system to be strong, your body to be strong. And I'm sorry, side note on this, I'm just a little, maybe a little wife conviction. Mm-hmm. If you're a mom fighting your kid throughout the night, this really, none of this really even applies to you. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. I'm praying for you. Four kids. 12 years, my wife has sl- barely ever slept through the whole night, and I couldn't even count on one hand because of, because of little kids. So anyway, grace to you. There's, a, there's an asterisk. There is that, such yeah. an asterisk to that. Yes. Um, I, before we wrap up, I was going to say if, if you had ever seen Ray Lewis. You know Ray Lewis, oh, yeah. the linebacker. Have you ever oh. read his um, his weekly schedule the latter part of his career and how much he slept mm. have you if you want to go and read something fascinating yeah dude was sleeping 16 hours a day look at lebron man he leaves that court so quick if he's out of town his private jet flies him home recovery boots sleeps on the way home i mean, that dude's got his recovery dialed and you have to you have to ray lewis i mean again playing that uh, was he linebacker? Was that his position? Mm-hmm. Yes. At that age, I mean, gosh. And what LeBron's doing, that's all recovery. Mm-hmm. They're not even really training as much as they are recovering. Which is fascinating. It is. Guys, I hope this episode added value. I know for me, I got to ask a ton of questions in regards to sleep. I love sleep. Make sure you're getting your sleep. Make sure you share this episode that uh, with someone that may be you know, struggling with sleep, and hopefully this adds value to their life. Pillar of Health, sleep. Make sure you catch up on the other episodes with strength training and nutrition. Dr. B, thanks for adding some value to the listeners, and you ready to take a nap? Let's go. Let's go take a nap. Talk to you soon. Before you hit X, hold on one second. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today with Dr. B. Two things that would really help the Real Health Podcast movement. One, Share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And two, if you go to Apple Podcast and you scroll down, give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll see you next episode.